It is Tuesday night at 8pm. That can only mean one thing. The world is currently in a depression because Rangers lost at the weekend. But also, it's the Rangers AF podcast. And joining me tonight, I have got the one and only podfather, my good friend and brother, Jeep. How are we doing, my friend? Ah, we'll try. We'll see how we'll see if we... I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I mean, hell, I mean, there's, there's worse things happening in the world. I'm okay. But, uh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, right. We'll see. We'll see if we can get through this. We we can do this, mate. I, I've got absolute faith in the Perriers. You know, this is this is Ibrox Sweet Days, where we 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 talked about worse results to be fair um, than this. That's but obviously, how are you, Snags? Mate, I'm. Do you know what? I'm kind of. I'm still raging, obviously, um, from it because it doesn't leave you for a wee while, does it? You know what I mean? You kind of replay it over and over in your head and think about how things could have been different um, and whatnot. But. Um, it's all it's all a wasted effort because we have to look forward. But un- unfortunately, on this podcast, we have to look back for a wee bit, which is what we're going to do in a minute. So I, I would suggest, mate, we 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 jump in and just get ready. It should we do that? Yes, let's. Okay, do it. let's do. It. And and just before we do that, I would just like to thank everybody that's tuning in, um, and everybody that's getting involved in the chat as well. Myself and Jibo monitor your comments, and we will bang them up on screen. Um, for uh, bits and bobs that are relevant to the chat and stuff like that. So thank you. So, last match, Rangers versus Celtic. Scottish Premier League, Sunday, the 3rd of April, uh, Ibrox Park, uh, where Rangers ran out uh, 2-1 losers uh, on the day with a lineup of McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balligan, Bassey, Lundstrom, Jack, Ramsey, Kent, Roof and Aribo. Now, on paper, the lineup, I was surprised, but also excited. I thought, you know what? This could be good. This could be really good. And for two minutes and 30 seconds, it was the best football I'd ever seen. <laughs> Aaron Ramsey scored. And then a few moments later, um, it kind of went down, downhill. And uh, as Jordan Campbell quite rightly pointed out in his athletic article this afternoon, nothing in football spells desperation quite like a centre-back spending the last 10 minutes of a game playing up front as an auxiliary target man. So, Jeep, on that note, <laughs> give me your thoughts, please. Uh, <clears throat> I thought the first, uh, I thought the first five minutes were fine. Um, I thought they were quite good. I was, I was surprised in terms of the team. Uh, it was probably one attacking minded player more than what I, I was expecting. Um, I, I thought Kamara maybe would have started the game instead of either Ramsey or Aribo. As much as I would have started Ramsey, and I'm not just saying that because he scored. But uh, I said it on Sunday as well that I, I was hoping we would start. Um, I thought we started really well. We came out. We looked. We looked hungry. We looked right, right up for it. The crowd were up for it. Um, we obviously get the perfect start and getting a, and getting an early goal, a really good goal, um, a really a, a well worked goal. It was. Um, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was a really, really good play. Even just to switch the play and then. Bassey's vision to see Kent running in behind and Kent's kind of sucked the full back out. It was really, really good. It was just a, I just thought it was a, a, a proper good move and a good goal. Um, and even after we scored, I thought we'd done all right for a couple of minutes. Like, um, that I thought, oh, we look well up for this today. And then I think Tav put in a challenge on the right-hand side and Celtic managed, I think he made, I think he made a tackle. Um, but the player that you go to Afi was behind them, and somebody dinked to Aram, and that was them. They were on the break, and and they got the equaliser straight away. Um, but I mean, in terms of just the start of the game, I thought we st- I thought we started off perfectly, and then it just went all downhill for there. I would agree with that, and the, one of the kind of one of the key features 
would uh, for me uh, obviously outside of the of of, of the golden uh, so the golds and desperation uh, later on it was it was it was a strange it was a strange game in terms of um, tactical tweaks and substitutions. Again, um, you know I've questioned Giovanni van Bronckhorst for his for his tactical subs um, quite a quite a few times, and sometimes it's been absolutely ba- uh, baffling. And I, and I felt that to take Ramsey and. To take Ramsey off was understandable, right? So, so let's 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 you know let's be honest here. I think Ramsey was was struggling a bit with the pace of the game when he was when he was taking off. He probably could have made ninety minutes, but I think it would have been a stretch for him. But to take Jack off was weird for me because the thing that obviously Jack provides, as we know, is is he as he provides solidity, but he also enables the midfield to be fluid. And I felt that when he came off, we lost that, and it was a bit broken. Um, and you know, Opta recorded um, this league game. Uh, Rangers made the most crosses this season, 35, with only 11% of them qualifying as successful. Um, the next highest since Giovanni van Bronckhorst was manager um, was in November, where we saw 27 crosses fired in during February's 2-2 draw versus Motherwell. That, for me, speaks volumes. It's it, it's clearly a, a last-ditch attempt to try and make something happen, but it was at the wrong time for me because, you know, like I said, the, the fluidity had gone out of the game. Um, the players were desperate in terms of of what they were doing. I mean, some of the crosses that Bassey was putting in, he wasn't looking up when if he had looked up, he'd have, he'd have seen that Roof was in a good position or, you know, just, just taking a bit of time. We, we, we were clearly quite desperate and it wasn't really working. Um, and also Ryan Kent's delivery was poor, I felt as well. Um, he had some good moments in the game, but he was struggling to make anything when he was on the ball um, up against um, whatever his name was, that Celtic defender who was garbage. Um and I felt uh, some of the decision making was really, really bad. Um, and and for me as well, I, I think Joe Aribo should have been off before anybody. Um, he just looked off the boil like massively as he has done for ages. And I'm and I'm baffled as to why he was picked uh, to start. To be honest, because he's just no been there. He's he he's he's no there. He's lethargic and he's no he's no providing the bite that we're used to seeing from him. And I would be surprised actually if he starts on on Thursday night. But I think um, one last point I'll make um, is that Kamar Roof is not a lone striker. Um, Kamar Roof is a is somebody who's very very good at supporting um, or being supported, um, and I, I think that you know to 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 leave him up top and isolated like that was was hard to watch, particularly because it was for so long when everybody else could see it wasn't working. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I well. I mean, I'll kind of I'll go through them in the order that you that you mentioned. But um, in terms of the crossing, man, I mean, it was it was just it was sheer desperation in the second half. When it there was so many times that balls were getting into the box and they weren't they weren't aimed at anyone. It was just like some of them were some of them were just fired in with pace, but some of them were just like floated up, and it was just the centre backs just ate them up. It was easy, really easy to 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 deal with and. I mean, I don't know. I've no, I've no spoke to any of my mates who fully Celtic. But if if that was me, I I don't I don't think I don't think many Celtic fans would have felt overly uncomfortable during the second half. As much as it would, they maybe still would have been a wee bit uncomfortable that it was only a single goal. I didn't think we'd done anything that really threatened them. I felt like I felt like we completely ran out of ideas. It was just pass, pass, pass across the middle. Play it out to the left back of the right back, right back, put a cross into the box, and none of them were hitting the target. Like none of them were, none of them were finding a blue tap. It was, 
honestly, I was sitting, I'm watching it, and I'm just thinking to myself, we've run out of ideas here. Like we just don't, we don't have anything else except for get to the fullbacks and try and whip it in. And even at that, uh, the Celtic defenders dealt with that so easily. Um, just to kind of jump back a wee bit in terms of uh, the first half as well, the goal, the 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 calibre of goal that we conceded was just shocking. Really, really, really poor, man. Uh, the the defending, honestly, it was like trying to break through a fucking poppadom, man. Like, it was so, so easy to break through, you know what I mean? Honestly, like, I've heard phrases like through a fucking Easter egg on a, on a hot day. But, I mean, McGregor's got to do better at the first goal, right? <clears throat> He's got a. Aye. I mean, it, it makes it makes a save, and then when you see it again, you're like, Jesus Christ! I don't know if he's trying to make it look better than what it was. He's never really been that type of keeper, I don't think. But um, I mean, he's done that, and the the Rogic just standing there and yards of space all on his own. It's an easy finish for him. And then for me, the second goal is just as bad, if not worse, man. It's a high floated ball into the box. In my opinion, the keeper's got to come. I know it, it's no right in the six yard box, but for me, the keeper should be coming to at least try and punch it or catch it. Somebody's going to clatter into him. The referee, 99 times out of 100, is going to give us a free kick. So for me, he's got to command his box. I felt the free kick was far too deep. Um, and even at that, then it's just pinball in the box and it just drops for the boy and he finishes it well. But it was just, it, I just felt it, it was really easy for them. Like, honestly, I'm, and that's that's probably the worst thing about it, the fact that we, we seemed so up for it at the start of the game. And then the, the, the type of goal we can see, they just seemed really... Really, really easy to score, man. It was poor. In terms of your last point, Kemar Roof, man, he, he, he's not a lone striker. Do you know what I mean? He's not. And I, I feel like Rangers have a system and Morelos suits that system. And then when Morelos isn't available, it's a case of, right, who can do Morelos' job? Well, yeah. you can't. You need to check. You can't you can play a player to another player's strengths, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's he needs he needs a strike partner. He needs help, um, which is why I said I would I went with the the five three two as much as and maybe would have soaked up too much pressure. Um, the only reason I said that is because we've used it under Geo and I, I wanted them to have a strike partner. Um, I wanted this to go two up front, but uh, it's, it's a hindsight now, isn't it? Uh, it is, mate, and you know it's a it's a high risk, low reward strategy that we've got. And I think you know, Ange Postecoglou said in his in his his post match that you know he instructed his players to sit in and absorb and go in the counter, and 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 they played that to a T, absolutely, you know, perfectly. Whereas Rangers were obviously dominant on the ball and and pushed up in uh, Celtic's half, and we just couldn't we just couldn't make anything. And that was and that was the biggest frustrating thing for me. Um, Aside from the from the pub team defending that uh, Cammy's obviously pointed out there, um, I just get anxious whenever teams have got a set play or teams are approaching our defenders on the counter attack. I just don't have confidence that they can deal with it or lap it up, and that doesn't bode well uh, for Thursday night. You know, it's um, it's frightening me. It is absolutely frightening, and I think the only the only thing that we can look forward to in terms of of changing and um, making things better is is the summer. You know, that's it. Yeah, I can't. I can't see any changes being made between now and the end of the season that will fill us with confidence and say, Do "You know what? We've got a real chance here." I just can't see it right now. Uh, I think what we saw at the weekend was exactly what's to come uh, with with Morelos out. You know, we just didn't. We just didn't have a a game plan that is adaptable for him not being in the squad. It's it's ridiculous. You know, it is really really sad. Aye, it is, and and. Th- 
See, to be honest, I don't think a team can be so reliant on a single player. I mean, obviously, you're, every team's got their got their players that when they're out, they're weakened. But it's to be so so weakened by one single player. I mean, even I mean, if if Kent if Kent was it, do you know what I mean? You're gonna. I mean, I haven't said that who, but you need to just try and put somebody in the left hand side that can do a similar type of job. We don't have a player that can do the job that Morelos does. In terms of win, winning the ball, uh, holding the ball up, using his strength and and his link up play to bring other players into the game, Kimaru's too weak, um, and and I, I, I not necessarily weak, but he's weaker and he's he's just not strong enough to do that job. Um, and I don't know, if, I don't know if I've just been spoiled. I don't know if I've just been spoiled with when I lost in it over the years. I think we have, um, and I and I think the major difference there is, as you kind of semi touched on it, is that Morelos performs well with his back to goal and facing goal, whereas Kamar Roof only performs well when he's facing goal. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He can't even fulfil yeah. that back to goal role. Um, and that's kind of what isolated him. And I think, you know, we need to be looking at uh, strikers um, that, uh, you know, can can fulfil that role. Because let's be honest, you know, we, we were lucky with, with Morelos and at the timing that we got him and we built him up to be this player, whereas we don't yeah. have that luxury now. We need to buy yeah. in replace and you know immediately hit the ground run and, and and I just don't think we've got the capability or the or the or the luxury to do that. Um and I think a lot of that comes down to uh, the business that we have done as well. You know, I'm not putting the blame solely on the manager's shoulders or the players' shoulders. I think um you know the backroom staff have to have to have some responsibility for it. Guys like Ross Wilson and that yeah, um and definitely. the board who who obviously sanctioned those signings. So there needs to be some some massive wholesale changes, G Bar, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not confident. Um and and you know we've got two old fun games to play and and also you know Europa League quarterfinals and I just I can't see it resulting in anything positive right now. See to be honest, I think that's quite natural. That's exactly how I feel. I mean, it was only what four weeks ago we were we were beating Dortmund away, and then and then getting the result at home. I mean, which the, the game at Ibrox was essentially harder because they had a lot more respect for us. Um, and I'm not going back too far, just talking about that that game. But I mean, it's just it shows that this group of players can get their results. But Morelos was pivotal in the games, and he was pivotal against Red Star. As much as he didn't have the best game away from home, um, he's 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 just such a big part in terms of the hold up play and getting players involved in the game. And that there's just for me. I mean, if we're going to be brutally honest, I have I've kind of I've can I've kind of conceded the league now. Um, as much as I want to, I want to keep believing. I simply can't see, I can't see is coming back for this. Um, I, I felt that Sunday was a must-win game. I felt a draw was a bad result. I felt a defeat. That was it. Um, and I still do think that. Uh, as much as I can see, Wasp, what you're saying, mate. Um, I don't know. It's still a wee bit raw. Right now, it's only two days later, isn't it? So, <laughs> it's still, it's still a wee bit raw, the new mate. But um, look, I mean. Look, we've been here. We've been here before, haven't we? We were five points behind with what four games to go in two thousand and five, and that was the season of helicopter Sunday. We've been here before. Do I think it will happen again? No, can it? Aye, of course it can. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, aye, that's oh, as much aye. as you're getting out of me, mate. That's fine, dude. We can we can knock that Celtic chat on the head right now and look forward to the future. Yelde, this is my this is my favourite comment today. Hello, Johnny Carrots. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> He's Johnny Carrots. Anyway, moving on, moving on, mate. Uh, I tell you what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jump in and bang in a quick word from our sponsors. If that's all right. Please subscribe to the Rangers AF podcast. Ah, 
I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a change. I'm feeling it in the air. I mean, if that doesn't bring a smile to your face, what what will? You that know what I mean? is the highlight of this podcast. It is indeed. But here is the highlight of this podcast, mate. I'm going to look forward to the Braga game, right? And I've got some stats for you, as you would expect from me for these Europa League games. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to have you make some educated guesses and see how you go on. Get involved in the chat as well. So, SC Braga versus Rangers FC on Thursday, the 7th of April, 2022. And it is... Uh, 8pm live on BT Sports 2 and obviously Rangers TV and it is at the Estadio Municipal de Braga in Braga. Before I, I batter into the... To, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? I love that stadium. Right, so before I love. batter into the to, 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 to the stats, have you seen their tweet with a wee video about getting revenge? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, I wish I'd have downloaded it and, and I could stick it up on screen now. It's absolutely fantastic. If you've not seen it, check it out. There's basically this 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 guy who they've picked up off the street. He's got long curly hair, right? And he, they put a Rangers tap on him. It's a it's a it's a Hummel one as well. I couldn't make out who's on the back, but uh, he basically walks into this pub and there's a Braga fan in there, right? A baldy guy who looks mere Glaswegian, um, um, to be fair. And he's like, all right, mate. He's like, all right. But obviously, they've not got Scottish accents. They've got Portuguese accents, which is weird. Um, and he goes, oh, Haji, uh, Ryan Kent, eh? And then obviously it shows a wee clip of the goal and he's like, aye, but we like to get revenge round here. And it's all, oh, mate, it's proper cringe, but it's proper wholesome. You need to check it out. Absolutely superb. I'll have, a look, I'll have a look at that when we're off. Aye, check it out. It'll bring a wee smile to your face. So these are the only two surviving group runners up um, meeting in the quarterfinals of the 2021-22 Europa League um, as Braga and Rangers recreate a round 32 tie from two seasons ago. This is the only one of the four Europa League quarterfinal ties in which the teams have previously met. Uh, Braga and Rangers have been paired together once before in the 2019-20 round of 32 where we prevailed in both matches coming from behind to win 3-2 in Glasgow. What a night that was. It'll live with me forever. Before a Ryan Kent goal in Northern Portugal was enough to bring them a 1-0 win that secured further progress. That second leg was Braga's first home defeat by Scottish visitors. Didn't know that. Their two previous matches having brought a 2-2 draw against who in the 2004-05 UEFA Cup first round? Was the Celtic, was it? No. 2000. Who was good the year before that? There's something like fucking Livingston. Did Livingston have finished third or something <laughs> like that? I'm sure Livingston finished third the year, the year before that and would have qualified for Europe. But would they have drawn 2 2 with Braga? I don't think so. <laughs> I was saying, I'm thinking qualified, but they made the group stages. It was the UEFA Cup first round. Hearts? It was Hearts, correct. And it was 3-5 three, three, on aggregate. 3-5 on aggregate to Hearts. And a 3-0 win against <clears> who? <throat> on route to a 4-2 aggregate success in the 2010-11 UEFA Champions League third qualifying round. Scottish team? Aye. Celtic, Champions League. Correct. Must be Celtic. Correct. Aye. Yes, it is Celtic. <laughs> Correct, mate. <Aye>. <laughs> <laughs> you did well. Why, Rangers... why, am I th- why am I thinking about that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's been a long day and a long weekend, mate. It's all right. No. <laughs> uh, Rangers are unbeaten in the last 13 UEFA matches against Portuguese opposition. We've won six and drawn seven. Drawn the two most, most recent against who? A 3-3 free and a 2-2? Two, two. Uh, Benfica. Correct. Um, although we lost our first six matches in Portugal, we're unbeaten on our last six visits. One, two, drawn four. 
the Glasgow Giants have only lost one of their seven previous two-legged UEFA, two-legged UEFA Cup ties against Portuguese teams, winning the last five. This is obviously our first appearance in the UEFA Europa League quarterfinals with the victory over Red Star having come after three previous round of 16 failures in UEFA competitions overall. It's our 10th quarterfinal with five aggregate victories in the previous nine, the latest in the 2008 UEFA Cup run where we overcame Portuguese opposition in the form of who? Uh, Sporting Lisbon. Correct. No nil at Ibrox before winning 2 0. Uh, Stephen Whitaker. Uh, having gone through, oh, want it. Having gone through what, 2021 Europa camp, <laughs> European, European campaign without a single defeat outside of Glasgow, 1 5 drawn 2. Rangers have failed, failed to record a win on their continental travels this term until their 4 2 victory in Dortmund. Um, the subsequent defeat by Red Star puts their away record in the Europa League knockout phase at win 3, draw 3, lost 2. Uh, I've got a few more oh, honestly I thought I'd finish there um, <laughs> Braga are the only one of this season's UEFA Europa League finalists to have reached the final of the competition in 2010-11 uh, and Rangers are the first Scottish club to appear in UEFA Europa League quarterfinals, making Scotland the 17th country represented at the stage at this stage of the competition. And I'm not going to read any more because I'm tired now. But obviously, the winners of this tie will face either Leipzig or Atlanta in the semi-final. It could be us, Jeep, couldn't it? It could be us. Definitely, of course it can. I mean, and as much as I'm sitting here saying that. Morelos is a massive miss, which he is. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but Morelos actually missed the game in Braga when we beat them 1-0 two years ago. So I don't know if Braga have the same manager. I think they do. I've seen yeah, highlights. I'm sure it's the same guy. And if they play the same way, I know that they like to hold a very high back line. Um, so for me, Ryan Kent will be absolutely vital over this tie. Um, with his pace, and I think the ball will just need to be getting knocked to the tap the way Hadji did um, in Portugal two years ago for Kent to run on and slot it past the keeper. Uh, and do you know what? It'll be a, a very, very contrasting thing if we can beat them um, on, the, on their own gaff, considering that they beat uh, UEFA Champions League quarter-finalists Benfica on Friday evening, 3-2. Uh, so it'd just be right. a, it would just be the Rangers thing today, wouldn't it? To, right. to smash them away, win at home, and then mess everything up versus St Mirren at the weekend. Which Pretty we'll much. That's that's exactly how our season's been going. This year, really good result in Europe, and then a shape result in the league. Um, look, Brad, I mean, I think like everybody, even some people looked at the draw and they were like, I can't believe Rangers have got Braga. It's the easiest one there. This is anything but an easy game. Do you know what I mean? It'll be very, very hard. Like we know that. It was just, it was, it was the easier game out of some of the teams that were left. Um, but for me, I do think that Braga will be looking for a wee bit of revenge uh, because they were very good when they played us uh, two years ago. Just a mad 25 minutes at Ibrooks. I'm saying a mad 25 minutes. I think the three goals were all scored within about 15 minutes of each other, well, wasn't it? Um, do you know? So it was just, it was a mad 15 minutes. But I don't know if you remember that night as well. They had a very, very big chance to go 3 0 up. McGregor made yeah. a big save uh, yeah. when uh, Fran Sergio broke for our corner. So, sure. I mean, they were they were a really, really good side. They had some really, really good players and it will. I mean, I know we've already put them out, but it's, it's. I don't think I don't think any Rangers fan thinks that this will be an easy tie, and that we're guaranteed to get through. But we're definitely capable. I uh, the the um fun fact, mate. The outro of this podcast is actually from that match. Yeah. Um. I was Aye. I was up in I was up in the club deck, so it's, it's copyright me. 
I remember, I, I remember you tell me. I remember you telling me that when I asked if it was alright. I was like, "Can we use that clip? Whose clip is that?" And you was like, "I have, I've checked him. It's fine. It's." I was like, "Whose clip it's is me. it? Uh, it's mine." Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> permission, permission granted. But uh, what's your what's your prediction, mate? Ah, <sighs> oh, I'm flat. The new mate. I'm flat. Uh, away from home, one one. I'll go one each. I like one each. I'm going to go one yeah. each as well. I I think I think one each is a is a fair shout. Um, but as we know with this Rangers team, anything can happen. And actually, uh, Wasp has sent in his prediction, and I apologise because it's a couple of minutes long. So here we go. Stick it on. Wasp here coming at you from a very very cold Norway. Viking loyal. Try to get my Viking beard going and uh, a few grey hairs in there. Uh, that's just a copy Hollander. Nothing to do with old age. So. Predictions for Braga, I believe we're going to go there, we're going to be pissed off, we're going to take it to them, and we're going to scalp them 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. We're going to scalp them 1-0. I believe Ryan Kent is, is going to be key in this match. Um, I think he'll do what he done when we went there last time, and he'll score an individual solo goal. You see me be getting the best out of Kent in Europe, so hopefully he can continue that. But I believe it's going to be one 0 ranking, and then we're off to Paisley to, to play St Mirren at the weekend. Um, I think it's going to be a hard game. I don't think I've ever seen Rangers really convincingly live at whatever their stadium's called now. It changes every season, but we'll just uh, we'll just call it St Mirren Park or something. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Rangers have convincingly won there for a few seasons now, you know, and not put a lot past them and especially with um, Morelos out now for the rest of the season that's a massive blow and we need we need other players to step up so I think it'll be a hard game, it's a, it's a tight pitch, so you know, it's it's not one of these games for our wingers and to, to bomb forward, St Mirren or organised team, so I think 2-0 to Rangers uh, and I think Kemal Roof he needs he needs to get he needs to get the confidence going, he needs to start scoring, we need we need big big numbers from him and hopefully other people can um, chip in as well. So I think Kamar Roof um, and uh, Fashion Sakala and we'll go two 0 Rangers. We need to start keeping clean sheets again and uh, yeah, it's, it's we seem to have lost our way through this philosophy of keeping the zero so let's keep the zero Rangers and uh, come on let's, let's get back to winning ways Rangers EF Podcast what up it's over it's over I know it's over no that was good Thanks very much for that. Was good. Very, very. And, very, and do you know much. what? He's bloody. He's bloody right. Because I can't remember going to that stadium and scalping them either. No, I can't. I can't. I can't mind what the stadium's called. So we'll call it the St Mirren Bowl or something. Um, Aye, I like that. Do you know? So, fun, uh, funnily enough, I actually I've not got a clue what it's called. Aye, unknown. Um, aye. So f- predictions for that game, mate. I'm I'm not going to touch too much in it, other than I would like us to win and win good. So I would probably go for maybe a two 0 Alright, I want a reaction, so I'll go three now. I would like it. I would love more a three hope than anything else. Aye, that was that was kind of my first thought. To be fair, was a was a three now. But see, um, 
See, before I jump on to shout outs, mate, I'm, I'm really sorry to do this, but Wasp has got a question for you, and I promise you it's short. <laughs> so I'm just going to pop it up because he knows you're the stats man, right? So here's here's a question, and get involved in the chat as well. This is this is a good one, actually, a very good one. So we've got a little question for uh, for Jeep. You know, he's the, he's a stat guy, sorry, drugs, sorry, drugs, but he's, he's, he's got the nickname Stato, so I want to test that theory. I want you to do it a few times on the pod. So I've got a wee theory. And this has not been, we've not told you what the question is. Stephen Davis has worn at least four different numbers, squad numbers for Rangers. Can you name them? I can see him go like, and he'll get it, he'll get it. I, I, I believe in him. If not, then we'll think of a forfeit or something. But love you guys, have a good pod. Rangers in the podcast. So, Stephen Davis, squad numbers, mate. How's your How's your memory? Very good. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it is, but do you know actually how many he's had? Five. Uh, it's six. I'm pretty sure it's six. Right, I know five. Unless he's yeah. had one in a Unless he's had one in a in a cup game, it's definitely five. Right. Well, I'll come back to you uh, before we before we sign off, and then you can tell me what they are. Um, and we'll give everybody else in the chat a, a chance to respond. So shout outs, mate. I just want to give a wee shout out to uh, Andy, who obviously had his had his wee operation uh, last week, and I hope you're doing all right, mate. Hope your recovery is going well. Shout out to Stephen and Maggie, who are currently in uh, in Tenerife on holiday. Hope you are enjoying the sunshine. And also, yeah. we shout out to Jody's dad, who's uh, back in hospital, and I hope he's I hope he's all right. Um, no, best of luck uh, to him, and uh, we hope to see you soon, Jody, and our and our best love and and, and wishes are with you. Yes. Um, and that's it for me, mate. Have you got any shout outs, your end? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight. You're like, just, no, I, just I, I was going to I was going to say we hang for Jody as well. So just we'll think about you, pal. Aye, definitely, mate. Uh, Alan Simpson says Wasp looks like Roof, but with his beard on. But this a but this a beard on. But maybe he means with a beard on. Aye. Uh, I don't know. Does he? Do you think he looks like Roof? I don't think he does. No, nah, not really. No, no, I'm not seeing that. Not for me, Alan. Tested. Need to get your eyes tested, Alan. So back to the question, Jeep. Yes, what, are, what, what squad numbers have you got? And let me just check my list. Uh, when he joined, he was given twelve, but twel- he, he joined on loan initially, and twelve was already registered for a a player in Europe. So he wore 12 in the league and he wore 35 in Europe. And then when we signed him permanently, he wore 35. And then he moved to 7. And then he moved to 8. And then he came back. He left and he came back. And he came back and he was 10. That's beautiful, mate. Isn't that beautiful? I know, mate. Uh, Numbers is one of my things, mate. uh, It's mad. so I see. So I see. I I can actually relaff my um, long debit card number. If if, <laughs> if 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 numbers are in blocks of four, I can remember them really well. I've got a wee like memory temple for them. But obviously, I'm not going to do that live in the podcast because that would just right. be stupid given the work that I do. Um, I've got 26 is the very first number that he had. Nah, he had it was 12, mate. When he joined, he, see if you watch. Uh... Aye, and in, in the league, he came on loan for six months, mate, and he and it was 12. It was 12 in the league and 35 in Europe. Because I don't know if you remember, but my man Lafferty joined about uh, about three or f- three or four seasons ago. 
um, and Ryan Kent as well. They they were eleven and fourteen, but they they had like thirty four and thirty five and thirty six and. In, a, in European competition because when a number's registered for that player you can't change it that season That's so right sometimes on. so that was the deal he, he wore he wore, uh, he wore 35 when we played in Europe and he wore 12 when we played in the league there you go I can't remember you, 26 I don't know maybe I mean he might have wore that in a cup game or something like that. I don't know I thought I I'm pretty sure that was his <clears> first <throat> one but I could be wrong it is possible because you are the man for these things mate I'm, I am I am but a, a mere observer in your you numeracy mind um, as they call it but um, lovely comment on that from KBM24 um, good to see you back Snags thanks mate very kind of you uh, always love to be welcome to Chase it was a good podcast that wasn't it GP you know what I mean that we welcome to Chase but it was alright it was I mean it's difficult for me to say I mean I joined it for about three or four shows and then it scrapped so I, I, it's hard to no feel responsible but that feels like a dig to me <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, never like, a, I was never in a dig at me that this podcast was gone for years and then as soon as G, as soon as Jeep shows up, it just gets absolutely scrapped. That's Stuart Wee that does that, mate. It's no you. Right. He, is, he is the killer of podcasters. Aaron Ramsey is the killer of celebs. Um, oh. I know, right? Denny, Denny. Uh, I think we're not got in the head there, mate. What do you think? I'm happy with that. Happy with that. That sounds good. So I would like to thank everybody for tuning in and joining us for this podcast. I know it's been hard um obviously what we had at the weekend but hopefully we can we can have an uptick in positivity and some good results uh, to take us through the next week or so uh, and you know we must keep the faith in the jazz uh, as as we have done for all of our human lives uh, so i've been snags he's been jeep and we've been the rangers af podcast see you next week Thank you.